Good morning. This is Janice Malolo from Two Sisters. And a book. And this is Carol Sureem, a.k.a. Nani Boss, live from Vero Beach on this Friday, fabulous Friday. How's everyone doing today? We've got a jam-packed podcast already for you. We are just waiting to go live on our Facebook page. And guess what? The rain in Vero Beach has seemed to have gone away. Well, it's a little cloudy out there. I'm not going to lie. I'm hoping for some, some sunshine that Florida is so known for. We've had a couple really, really torrential kind of rain days, so much so that our pool almost overflowed until Johnny actually figured out how to hook up the hose and make sure that it didn't overflow. So we're hoping today we have some sunshine to come out and kind of dry out the yard. And uh, so we're super, super pumped just to get outside. And there we go. We are live right now on Facebook. Thank you so much. There was a little bit of a delay, but we are live right now. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss, live from Vera Beach with two sisters. In a book, and good morning again, everyone. My name is Janice Malolo, aka Wellness, excuse me, Wellness Diva, and we are on Fantabulous Friday. And we realize that this has been a very tough week for everyone. So I, I would love to start out this podcast just by saying on how I feel. This does not necessarily represent my sister's views. All lives matter. That includes black lives, white lives, Latinos, so forth, so on. I firmly, firmly stand behind what I believe in, and I encourage all of you to do that as well. But as we are doing that, let's be kind Let's not attack one another. And there's just too much of that going on. Yeah, he I mean. begins with me. That's, and I, and I love that. And I actually found myself, of course, you know, as coordinated as I am, my fingers, saying that quite a bit yesterday. And the reason being is, I'm gonna talk about it from two perspectives, because obviously, you know, we're, we're both entrepreneurs. I am in direct sales as well, and it's, it puts you in a kind of a, you know, I'm certainly blessed. I have time freedom, my financial freedom that I can, you know, pivot my day to really, you know what, today I, I really have to address this issue or, you know, we've got yard work to do it. I have that flexibility and, I, and I'm very blessed to have that flexibility. But coming from that perspective of having that flexibility and, and really being allowed to help others in a different manner because we are all about two sisters is all, always will and always will be about helping people, you know, health, wellness, mindsets, fitness, recipes, you know, good day, bad day, you know, what's going on in our world. We're here to lend an ear. We're here to lend support, obviously, you know, chat on our, our opinions, but we, we, we've been pretty, clear that, you know, there's no subject that we won't talk about. We always talk about it respectfully. And because I'm in the industry that I'm in, it, it poses a kind of a, well, I wouldn't say conflict. It poses a question. You're in direct sales. You've been faced with COVID-19. 
and now you're faced with this racist pandemic, because to me that's what it is. It's a racist pandemic on proportion, but it's also a police pandemic, and we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. And how do you pivot your business to be mindful of where everyone's mindset is? Because we're, you know, we're coming off of a virus that really debilitated industries as a whole whatever your, wherever you worked, you know, your profession, your jobs, you know, the economy just kind of shut, I mean, it shut down, let's be real. We were housebound. And yet people in my industry were still able to provide for their family in a sense of, you know, our businesses were still running, residual income. And how do we present either the product and or the business opportunity? And in my case, because of the industry that I'm in and you know, it has to do with health, health and wellness and gut health. It was paramount in chatting about and coordinating that with the virus because it talked about autoimmune system. And, you know, when you have a healthy gut, we already know that it's going to affect all your systems. And that includes, include your immune system, which is one of the most important things that our whole body runs on that. Right. So how do you pivot your business? So we were just kind of getting to the curve. And for a lot of people in the direct sale industry and in network marketing, we're, we're at a quandary. We're like, you know, how do you, how do you work your business, stay positive, but also be mindful of those that lost their jobs. So now we are going now into this phase of police racism, skin color racism. And how do you again, still, you know, we had to pivot. Now we got to pivot again. And you can do both. It is all about in your delivery. It's all about how you present it. And always, always be mindful that people are always still looking to feel better. We're always looking to still look for an opportunity, especially if we don't have a job right now, because a lot of states are not up and running now. They're still on soft close or soft close, still on soft opening. So people are still looking for a job. And that's probably one of the biggest pieces stop looking for a job, look for an opportunity. It's, there is a difference. And I think we're taught that at a young age, just like, now this is where I'm pivoting, just like we were taught to look for a job instead of an opportunity at a young age, we're also taught at a young age about racism. And why I say that is we're not born racist. So anyone thinks, you know, you're just, you're born that way. Excuse me. Hold on one second. I had a little itch in my throat. We're not born that way. We're not born to hate. We are born perfect. That's probably the only time in the world that our soul and our body is perfect. Regardless, even if you have, you know, a complication when you're born, you're born pure. You're born pure of spirit. You're born free of hatred. You're born free of opinion. You're born free of racism. You just are. And I posted a picture last night of a young little white girl. I'm not sure if you saw it. And she's, I, I don't know the family. She's holding a picture. It was just, I happened to see it on Facebook. She's holding a picture. And there's an arrow going up. And it says privilege. So the arrow is obviously pointing to her. Um, and then Black Lives Matter. And I posted the picture because I really wanted to incite feeling, not hatred, 
not, you know, just feeling. When you look at that picture, what do you feel? What does it make you think about? And I got some great insights, some great engagement coming from many different perspectives, which was helpful for me. But I think some people, you know, and they, I think people are hung up on a couple different things. We are, what do we talk about on Thursdays? Thursdays are trending Thursday. Well, what's trending right now is not racism, although that's a good chunk of it. Right now, what's trending is police hatred. Police hatred. And while no one, no one has control of their skin color. We don't. We're born into this world. We're blessed with that we're born, that we're a person, you know, a new life. But we're not in control in the skin color. And I think sometimes there's a couple, I would say, trendy words that are inciting people to be crazy. Literally. So the first word is privilege. Now, most people, when they hear the word privilege, they think of, you know, that you, for lack of better words or, what you know, items, say this was a silver spoon, that, you know, I was privileged because I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. How many, how many times have you heard that? Oh, well, that, exactly. So that, that means that somebody was born into wealth. Wealth. Privilege means that Another way of saying privilege is you have connections to get into a better college or a better job or whatever that may be. You're privileged for the people that you know and the connections. Uh, you may be privileged that you live in a, a nice home or that you have a roof over your head or that you have a bed to sleep in. You're privileged. But now the word privilege is being used excuse me, in a way to, and okay, I know I should have done this. I did this. That's all habit changing. I'm taking it slowly. And it's just because my allergies are kicking up. So I'm not ill people. I don't even know if anyone's talking about that, but that's a whole nother story. So privilege being because of the color of your skin, you're more opt to not have a, a, a policeman come up to you and, or other people say something to you. And one gentleman that actually commented um, gave a really great analogy. And I don't, the, the part that he's missing in the analogy of what he's talking about, because there's some missing pieces to what he was saying. He, he talked about a, 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 you know, a black man that he's friends with, very educated, scholar, and was walking down the street to somewhere, I'm not sure where. And he didn't happen to mention the time. So I'm not sure if it's correlated with He's in an area where there's a curfew. And I actually asked him, can you meet, enlighten more? Like if you're going to make a statement, which was a great statement, you got to give all the details because if you want engagement, you got to know all the facts, right? So he said he was walking down the street at seven o'clock and he, and he made a point to say seven o'clock, which I thought most people don't put a time. So I'm thinking it might have to do with specifically that he was in an area where there was probably a curfew. So, but he, what he says was he was arrested and that the friend that's actually commenting had to go to the police station to verify who he was. But the, there was missing holes to what he was saying. I mean, well, why was he stopped? You know, was he breaking curfew? You know, 
just because you're a scholar, you know, doesn't mean you were, you know, was he tipsy? You know, was he staggering? Like, well, you know, what were the, why was he stopped? Or was he saying that, you know, police officers in a cruiser went right by and just arrested him? So I don't know all the pieces to that. So what privilege means to the black community is, well, you have less likelihood of that happening. And from the data, I'm not going to talk about my opinion. The data that I found does not support that. Does it occur? Yeah, it does. Just like somebody, just like, here, here's going to be a, a, a reversal of that. You're in a corporation. You are two female going for the right job. Both are qualified, or actually, you know, one's qualified more, a little bit more than the other. But a black person gets the job because the corporation has to meet a quota of how many blacks get these jobs. Isn't that a little bit of privilege in reverse? And I'm not saying it to make a point. I, I want to be very clear on that. I'm not saying it to, that's my, you know, an opinion. I'm enlightening people of, of how the word privilege can be flipped. That occurs quite often as well, but you don't hear anyone talking about that. Neither are right. That's the point. Neither are right. So when I posted this picture of this little white girl, and by the way, she was kneeling. The, you know, for me, the message, I had to look past the kneeling because I've been very vocal about that. I, I bow to no one. I kneel to no one, only to my Lord, only to my God. I'm not kneeling to anybody. And, and there's a lot of that occurring, and I think that is wrong. I don't owe an apology for my ancestors, what they did. I'm in charge of me. And, and people have to understand that. So the, the little girl was kneeling, holding the sign. But for me, I wanted to invoke feeling. And I wanted people to think, we're not born with racism, but yet why do we have it? And it's because racism is a direct response because of lack of dialogue lack of communication nobody wants to talk about that and that's the point if you don't have that conversation with your children at a very young age you teach them how to brush their teeth you, you know if, if you belong belong to a religious community you you bring them to church if you um you know have your own ancestry like you know, you're italian you're jewish you know you have traditions they're exposed to that you have to expose and have that dialogue now obviously do you have to tailor it for the child's age? Of course. Of course you do. But we are not born racist. It's taught. And until you can unteach it and have the conversation, the next generation is going to be just as screwed. So, you know, you, you take, take it from that point to, de to help develop future generations from having that. But now you're also dealing with generations that do have it. So what do you think about that? What, what is your interpretation of you? You haven't seen the picture. I've described it. But what, are, what do you see? And we'll, we'll talk about the police part afterwards. But what do you see from, from, the, from the respect of, you know, a child in that picture and what it would invoke that feeling in you? What do you, what do you feel? I briefly did see it. And my first reaction was WTF. I don't know why I felt that motion, emotion. I know that it came up. 
I don't, and I've said this before, I don't under, can't understand everything that is going on. I'm trying to educate myself even further to definitely understand and correlate. And, you know, for instance, <laughs> one of my friends, um, gosh, I don't, well, I, I do remember who it was, but I don't want to say their name because that, that I don't like doing that. But it was a picture of um, a young black girl holding up a, um, explaining Black Lives Matter. And I, and it was, that post was very educational. And she went on to explain that further. And I thought that was enlightening to me. And I so appreciated the fact that this person posted that and said, hey, this is where I'm coming from. It wasn't derogatory. Uh, you know, what would be the purpose of that other photo? Like, I, I don't understand that. I don't. <laughs> and I think no. that- Go ahead. And I think that there is too much name pointing and you, because you believe in this, because you believe in that. And unfortunately, that's our world right now. But if you can't stand up and say, this is what I stand for, like, what do you stand for? I know what I stand for. I know, obviously, what you stand for. Some of our views, uh, you know, and we've talked about that. We have different feelings about different things. That's okay. And I encourage anybody to continue to educate me. I have a lot of friends that are, you know, different ethnic backgrounds. I, and I encourage them, like, and I don't mind if you post on my wall, by the way, educate me, <laughs> educate my listeners. But here's what, what I don't like. And, and, you know, I've said, obviously, what I stand for, what is important to me. I don't like the name calling. I don't like the being disrespectful. Why? What does that stop? What does that solve? Let's have a discussion about it. You know, you say how you feel. I say how I feel. Now, I did make a post and I, and I knew that I wasn't going to get any, I knew for a fact that I was not going to get any um, messages about, <laughs> about what I posted. But I did an event for Sunday evening, a virtual demonstration, because it, it's like my way of educating myself and, you know, let's have that discussion. Let's sit down together. But again, I have to be, I take care of our dad. So I have to be very mindful of what I do and how I do it. But this, and that's a way for me to do that. No responses. That's okay. I'm okay with that, by the way. What does somebody out there have to offer? Like what's going on, you know, perhaps my friend out in the Midwest, like what, what can you do to educate me? What can you bring to the table? Like, let's have that discussion. Stop the name calling. And I just want to say, as far as, you know, 
I guess I have a lot to say. Sometimes I don't know how to say it. And, and kind of odd being that I am a writer, but um, I don't pretend to know it all, okay? Because I don't. No, and I think, you know, you, you put that so eloquently. And I think what, 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 what occurs with people are probably, you know, um, don't really know what a virtual protest would be like because it's done in a, you know, it's obviously done in a different format. We know that, but the point is that, you know, you're suggesting you, you, you want feedback. And what I'm finding is, you know, just even posting a picture to get engagement to provoke the conversation. And I think that's what, you know, people are so busy. People are so like, they don't know which way to turn, you know, what's right, what's wrong. There was actually a post that was going around. Do you feel this? And it was a generic post. And I read it and I'm going to be honest, I started, I started cracking up in the sense of that so many people were using the same thing, like be original people. So I actually took the same post and I flipped it because it talked about, you know, are you, you know, are you like, confused you know of what's going on no i'm not confused i see it right before my eyes i know it's exactly what's going on you know are you feeling like you know you you know you're afraid of the police or if you speak out about the police no like i stand firm in my ground in that so people have to do better they have to be more engaged but the big key about opening up the dialogue is sometimes the dialogue is ugly and that's the part that people don't want to get to. So where, I, where, I'm, where I'm leading with that is, you know, stats, stats are stats. And people, people, you know, either they don't believe them, you know, or it's so in their face that they would actually have to pause, take a step back and say, hmm, maybe that is true. And the problem with that is people, a lot of people are not doing that. Stats do not support and I went back three, I only went back three years, but stats do not support that blacks are being killed more by police officers. It's just not there. You, you know, I don't know if you, you, you're going to start digging out old records and, you know, change the records of how this person died, but the stats don't lie. You know, I double checked them. I went to three or four sources. I know I was challenged by uh, someone I don't know. And I was actually challenged by somebody that I absolutely love and care about. Um, so I do not post, you know, I, I'm not going to go to the extent of doing the research and, you know, then kind of be, well, why, you know, how do I know that, that those stats are true? So I literally did, I, you know, they kind of demanded, well, where did these, where did your information come from? You know, one, I would expect it's somebody that I don't know. I was, I was taken aback by the, this person that I absolutely adore and love, that she would question me in, in that manner. But, you know, once I kind of regrouped, you know, I said, nope, th this is where it is. Stats don't lie. And I think the problem with people is it's easier to say, oh, you know, that, that, that's not it. You know, Black Lives Matter. Instead of doing the data, doing the research, because truth be told, blacks, black on black crime is more likely for a black person to die be murdered than an officer. So now the trend is, of course, first and foremost, there is racism in any company, 
any organization, any profession. And if you don't accept that, you got blinders on. But because this particular death occurred, or I shouldn't say death, this murder occurred by a white officer and a black suspect, you know, the, the outrage comes, which the outrage should come. I'm not saying that the outrage shouldn't come. But why is it if a Latino suspect, you know, you don't, I don't see the Latino people coming out in, in full force that way. When a white person has been murdered, because white people, and actually white people get more murdered than black people do by an officer's hands. I'm gonna throw that out there as well, as well as officers. You know, last year alone, I'm just gonna just go by, by last year's stats. So I don't want, you know, people are going to be messaging me, blah, blah, blah. well, what about this year, that last year? We have to start from somewhere. So I'm going to start with the most current because the message that is being exploited out there and why, you know, the new thing that's trending is hate police officers, hate law enforcement, hate them, hate them, hate them. They're bad. Yeah, there's a very small segment that is. But the stats last year alone, 10 black lives were lost by officers' hands, 10. 89 officers lost their lives by blacks. It's the facts, people. You can't deny that. And even if you go back a few years, the, the ratio is pretty similar. There's some years, obviously, it's a little bit higher than, than not on either end. But that's doesn't, that stat doesn't show me that we're on, on the rise, that police officers now need to be feared. Now, I understand that the, the racial profiling, that's a part of racism, is racial profiling. Does that exist? Yes. I don't see black leaders in local government coming together to have a roundtable discussion. Now, I'm sure probably because their police officers are a little bit too busy right now, aren't they? They're out there, still serving, still protecting, even though they're getting bricks, bricks thrown at them, cement blocks, um, mocktail cocktails whatever they call those things with you know whatever and the fact that there's pallets of brick everywhere is puzzling to me however put all that aside stats don't support that blacks are being snuffed out by police it's just not there that doesn't doesn't mean that it's not happening and doesn't mean that police brutality is an issue police brutality is a bigger issue in my eyes than the, the death rate because you got to stop the brutality first in order to stop the death rate. Number one, I think there's more brutality and that has to be addressed. But what's happening now, the trend now is hate the police, hate the police, hate the police. Well, let's, let's chat about that. So Los Angeles announced that I believe it was the mayor. It was the mayor that got on, and he announced that he is defunding, defunding their police force by 133 million, 150 million, and going to give that to the black communities. Now, I don't think defunding the police serves a purpose. It just makes the, the law enforcement weaker. And I do believe that you should fund, but what are you funding for? 
Are you funding for education to deal with the black on black crime? Because the stats do support that blacks are being murdered by their own. And nobody wants to talk about that. And if you don't want to talk about that, that's a huge piece to racism. If you're going to cherry pick, and that's what's going on with social media, that is going on with talking heads, regular mainstream media, is they're cherry picking, literally cherry picking, which pieces of racism they want to cover. I have not heard, other than maybe on YouTube, in Facebook social media, I have not heard one media outlet, except for maybe one, and then there's like an underground one, that's talking about the black on black crime. So when the whole privilege word comes up, well, how do you explain the black on black crime then? If, if you're saying that, you know, white people have this privilege and the skin color, but the stats don't support that that's how they're getting really killed. They're not being murdered by police officers. They are a small percentage, but that's not where the numbers are. The numbers are in their own neighborhoods. So if you're going to cherry pick the parts of how your race is, is, is being murdered, you have no case to talk about racism because you're not ready to get dirty and ugly and talk about the whole picture. I'm white. I am so willing to talk about the, the, the white brutality. I'm so demanding that those people need to change. We need to educate police officers and leaders and, and police commissioners need to come together with a, a plan of, you know, of, of how you kind of get the, the, the bad cops out, you know, look at their records, how many times have they, they've been reported, come up with a comprehensive plan. I'm all for that. But, you know, I, I'm not for lip service and I'm not for peer, people cherry picking pieces of racism that matter and the propaganda of twisting it to fit a narrative. I'm not for that. And I never will be. It's non-negotiable. If you're not going to look in your own neighborhood, if you're asking white people to look within themselves on how, you know, we are privileged, which I hate that word. Okay. I have no problem doing that, of understanding it. But guess what? You better damn make sure that you're doing it yourself. You cannot ask one race and segregate one race to, well, you know, you get down and you kneel to me now. You, for, for, for all your ancestors did to, to my ancestors, you need to kneel. You need to show me that you're going to address your white privilege. Are you out of your flipping mind? Because that, that, that doesn't solve anything. That doesn't solve anything. I don't see any white people demanding that black people get on their knees when the blacks kill the police officers. I don't see that. And I understand possibly, maybe there's a gesture in there somewhere. I'm not really sure. But I, I don't bow to anybody. I'm not kneeling to anyone. What I'm willing to do is I'm willing to open up the dialogue. I'm willing for someone to educate me and vice versa because we can all learn from each other but we can't learn from each other if we don't talk, if we don't talk about the whole picture. You can't cherry pick which part of racism and that's only it, because it's not. In the black community, 
needs to wake up, just like the white community, just like the Hispanic community. There's bad apples in all, but that you cannot label an entire race or an entire group of people like law enforcement and saying they're all bad. And that's what's occurring now. So now you've got LA defunding by 133 million. Now Minnesota, let's talk about Minnesota. I think it's actually Minneapolis where the murder took place. Do you see any leadership there with black leaders and law enforcement coming together? And I realize probably now because they've just announced last night that they're going to take steps to dismantle their law enforcement, their local law enforcement. That's how you solve racism. So you know what the first thing I thought of? I thought of Ghostbusters. You know that, you know, the the movie goes to the, 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 who are you going to call? And that's exactly what I thought. You, you, now let's paint the picture here because we already know the stats support. There's more crime committed by black Americans than not. And I'm not saying that to like point, point it out to make them feel bad. I'm, it's a reality, guys. I don't make the numbers up. So if you have a black neighborhood and there's, say, a riot, they're killing each other, who are you going to call? You're going to call, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call, you know, somebody from next door? Well, they're in the, they're in the riot. Oh, I'm going to call the person to my right. She's an older woman. Who are you going to call? And that's the answer in that particular town or city that the murder was committed. That's, what, that's your answer to racism, Minneapolis. You're going to dismantle your law enforcement. Are you out of your freaking mind? Oh, I can go on and on and talk about that one. And this is going down my head. It's pulling everything. Sorry. We, we want to pivot now. We, we kind of we talked pivot. that out. Right. Now um, we're going to pivot because we do that, guys. We can pivot. We can get, you know, really emotional about any subject, really. Right. Um, but we are mindful of people's time. And we're also mindful of that we always, it's always about mindset, you know. And you can get that, like, like I could get like that. And then I say, bring it back down. Mindset. But right. we have to let it out because that's how we, we, we solve problems by venting. You go, yes. your turn. We, I need some, I need some boost. problems by venting and we do it in a constructive manner. And all I, you know, obviously this probably could be that one hour podcast, but we are definitely mindful of everyone's time. <laughs> I just want to say um, in closing if you pivot your thinking toward it is okay for these rioters to do what they're doing, that is, oh, it's not right. I know that you know that it's not right. It's gotta stop. Too many lives in addition to the already horrific murder of George Floyd it's got to stop. There are ways to help. There are ways to help. <laughs> so on that note, trust me, now my mind is like, <laughs> I'm not going to be. Oh, well, should. I mean, that, if we don't invoke, you know, your mind thinking and feeling, that's where action happens. That's where mindset happens. That's where, that's where the passion really just plunges into, I got to take action. 
you know, and I hope that that's what we're invoking. I hope that we're invoking that inner self of you to take action. Regardless of what your, your view is, don't talk about it. Be about it. Be and about on that note, this is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss, giving you my input as always from Vero Beach, and I'm hoping we get some sunshine. But we are two sisters. And the book, and my name is Janice Malolo, <laughs> a.k.a. Wellness Diva, always with the cough and the allergies and... Actually, the hair is looking a little, just a little bit better today. So we hope you, thank you. We hope that you all have a great Friday. And remember, there are ways to health. You can be part of the answer. And we love you all. And we appreciate you. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day.